This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich and today's episode is called 17 Ways to Gain Leads and Grow Your Business Using Events. My guest today is Shay Wheat. Shay is a visionary entrepreneur and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions. She supports entrepreneurs with event-based marketing and sales strategies. Shay and her team produce impactful in-person and live virtual events to help entrepreneurs build authority, credibility, and visibility while rapidly scaling in, scaling businesses, saving time and money. Shay Wheat, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. What's going on, Tom? How are you? I am doing great. I've been looking forward to this. I, I was telling you off camera that some people I have mad respect for and, and great appreciation for have sung your praises. So I've known about you for a while and, and have looked forward to having a conversation. And 17 ways. Wow. That's a lot of ways to leverage events to grow a business. So we have some ways to discuss and, and uh, let's try to squeeze in as many of these ways as possible. So let's get to it. 17 ways. Talk to us about event marketing in general and some of the uh, specifics. Yeah, absolutely. So I was sitting down one day and I was like, gosh, how many different ways can you grow your business through events. Like there's all kinds of ways of growing your business, but through actual events. And I just started like writing some things down. I have a feeling there's actually more because I right. probably don't even know all of them. But in my my musings here, I was like, okay, so there's 90 minute workshops. A mm -hmm. lot of people look at these as like your master classes. Mm -hmm. There's summits, mm -hmm. there's retreats, right? So summits are the ones usually multi-day couple of hours a day, multiple speakers, usually retreats are, you know, you tend to think about like the luxurious locations and the private chefs and like really fun things, excursions. You've got masterminds. There's mm -hmm. so many different kinds of masterminds that you can do out there. Mm -hmm. One day sales and enrollment events or conversion events where somebody is actually making an offer from the stage, something kind of low ticket, something under $5,000, but you spend a whole day supporting somebody and giving them value. On the flip side of that, there's three-day enrollment and conversion events. There's seminars, there's podcasts. So Tom, we are actually doing an we event are, right now. We are, we are on a stage. Right this moment. Yep. We, are, we are hosting an event. Yeah. Um, meetups. Mm -hmm. Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives, Clubhouse Rooms, if you're still using them, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, conferences, challenges, hackathons, conventions, trade shows, and I'm sure there's probably even more. Right. But 
I think what people don't realize is they're utilizing events, but actually not utilizing them to their capacity and to the amount of uh, impact that they can make with these different types of events. Right. And I also see people using these events in the wrong order, at the wrong time, making the wrong offers, trying to make something work that isn't going to because they see the guru out there doing it. So they uh -huh. think they should. Right. So, but there's 17 of them that I've written down here. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you said you've seen people who are using them the wrong way and, and a lot of implied mistakes. So yeah. share with us a cautionary tale and the lesson that we can draw from a typical entrepreneur, a lot of coaches, consultants, authors, professional service providers who are watching or listening to this show, who understand that, yeah, I have expertise I want to share. I want to get on stage more. I want to expose my expertise to a broader audience. What are some of the common mistakes that they might make? What are some of the paths that they should follow? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, events are the best way, in my opinion, to grow your audience and grow it fast. Mm -hmm. Speaking on your own stage is the best next to speaking on somebody else's stage would be next best. In my opinion, I'm a little biased, um, but it is a great way for people to know, like, and trust you, get to see you, experience you, and see if it's a good fit and a good match. Right. Now, the mistake that I'm thinking of right now is it happens whether you're super new to business or you've been in business a really long time. This particular um, story is a client of mine where we've we've run their three-day sales and enrollment event, made multiple six, almost seven figures for them in three days. They came to me and they said, I want to do a summit. Like this is, you know, a million dollar business. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's talk about that. Tell me your vision. What do you want to do? And she's like, oh, I want to go ahead and, you know, sell this, I think it was $10,000 program from a summit. And I was like, okay, um, tell me more. Why? What's going on? And during pandemic, they did really good about loving on their current audience, mm -hmm. right? They loved on them so much that they needed an influx of new leads. So mm -hmm. they were looking to a summit. I'm like, okay, great. We're on the same page there. Summit is a great way to bring in new leads, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily the best way to sell directly from that stage into a high ticket offer. Right. And the audience she was wanting to do this program with was for CEOs and super high level individuals and helping them scale and leverage and grow what it is they wanted to do. And I said, okay, one, this audience is absolutely somebody that would host their own summits, mm -hmm. but two, are they actually going to listen to summits? Mm -hmm. And she went, you're right. They're not. It's like then that's not the right event for you for that particular audience. Right. Right. right? Yeah. And, and there, there are so many important lessons that are in that story. Number one is sort of just the, the media to market match. So marketing is a three-legged stool. You have to know your market. 
you have to understand the media by which you're going to reach the market and you have to understand the message that is going to resonate most effectively with that market via that media and the point that you are making is you have to match the the market you're trying to reach if it's a group of ceos you have to understand all right this format a summit is not for this audience a different format might work for that audience but not this format the other thing that was a critical lesson in what you just shared is that you know there are are certain circumstances under which you can sell that big ticket item and certain circumstances when you can't you can't come on my podcast and and say i'm offering a $10,000 blah 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 training call me after you listen to me on the podcast. Yes. You understand. And so so these are the sorts of things that you are there to help your clients with, to, to understand what's the best channel or kind of event to reach the given audience. What's the right offer? You've talked about this as, you know, lead generation can be the the end, the goal of an event. I just mm-hmm. want to get a whole bunch of leads into the funnel and mm-hmm. then and then I can sell them. So I, I'm rambling a little bit, but but I think those are two of the most critical things that you're doing. You're helping them understand what channel and you're helping them to decide how to form the offer and what the offer and ultimately the goal will be. Exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. we're not just um, an agency and a support a venue that just implements what it is that you want to do, right? We're going to, I turn clients away all the time. It's like, no, that's, that's not going to work. I don't want you to do it if you're going to lose your house, right? Right. That doesn't do me any good. There's a reason my clients stick with us for years, Mm -hmm. right? It's because I'm, I'm strategic. I'm taking a look at their entire client and customer journey. I'm looking at the profit plan. I'm looking at their offers. I'm looking at how it all fits in and flows together in the overall big business plan. Mm -hmm. Now with that particular client, we ended up going, okay, that's not right fit. Mm -hmm. What is the pain that you're in right now? We need lead gen. Okay, cool. You still want to do a summit. We have a different offering. We have like an $8,000 offering, but we're not going to sell it straight from the summit. Mm -hmm. If the goal and objective of the summit is to gain leads and then love and nurture on those people and eventually put them into a different type of event, that's a different story. Okay, great. We can do that. So what we ended up doing was we created a summit. We -hmm. had about 15 guest speakers, including the host. Mm -hmm. Um, We ended up generating over 1500 new leads into Mm -hmm. the business. We had a VIP upgrade for them um, that ended up, let's see, I remember some of the numbers here, $97 for the VIP. And they had I think they had, you know, they, they generated probably about $9,700 or so just under it. I think about $8,000 to be honest, um, that helped pay for some ads, but really the majority of the mailings came from the guest speakers for the summit. Um, and then we ended up offering a boot camp for 37. The VIPs got it automatically. In the boot camp, we spent more time with them. So we're stacking different types of events on top of each right. other, 
right? And so we're elongating the amount of time and we're building more rapport and relationship. We're giving more value every interaction Mm -hmm. with the audience. And so in the end, you know, obviously we also offered strategy calls and, you know, complimentary type of thing. In the end, the client ended up making Uh $89,000 and gaining 1,500 new leads into their business that they continue to nurture. And that was at the end of the the quote unquote two events, Uh plus their follow-up, we're planning to bring in another 20 to 40K. Right. Like that's the system that we really want to start taking a look at versus I'm just going to go ahead and do a summit because I need leads. Right. Right. (laughs) And let's stay on, let's stay on this question of summits because I recently got an email. I think it was just today. In fact, from a client of mine who got one of those emails and, and these emails are floating all over the place. Hey, expert. I'm hosting a summit. How about if you come and speak at my summit? And in this particular case, she gets to pay a $200 deposit that she gets back. Yeah, a $200 deposit that she gets back if she uh, gets 20 people to sign up for the summit on her affiliate link. Um, She gets that back, but she doesn't get the $49 back that gives her the rights to the recording. And she wanted my advice. And my advice was don't pay to play um, in that summit. Yeah, Um, there's, there's uh, reasons and opportunities to do pay to play like sponsorships totally make sense. I would be asking a number of questions. Right. If you're looking at this as a speaker sponsorship opportunity, I'd be like, awesome. Thanks so much. Tell me a little bit more. How many times have you done this summit before? What Mm -hmm. were the results last time? How many people ended up opting in? How many people actually ended up showing up live? Is everything pre-recorded? How are you driving traffic? Are you doing ads yourself? Uh, Like ask a lot of questions. Like when we were doing the summit for my client, I had numbers. I knew how many people came from each person. I knew how many attendees came in and watched each video, how long they stayed on each video, how much, you know, converted then into business on the back end, how many people clicked on the button for, you know, all of that was tracked. So I could next time go, this is the results that we can get for you. If you want to be a speaker sponsor with us on this summit. Yep. You have to know the numbers. Otherwise, it's just willy-nilly. You're spending 200 bucks and you will probably not get anything because they're brand new. They don't know. Right. And those questions that you're asking, those are applicable whether it is a sponsorship speaker Mm -hmm. model or Mm -hmm. it's just a, hey, speak for free model. Mm -hmm. Those those requests come all the time. There are people who are putting summits together and they're they're scrambling to fill these summits and ask hard questions. Um, Ask hard questions. Yeah. You're in business. I mean, we can do business and be kind and loving and everything about it, but we also do business based on the numbers. Right. Right. (laughs) Because we all have to pay for a roof over our head. (laughs) Yeah. So So what's in it for them too? Yeah. When somebody wants to figure this out, if somebody wants to work with you, what's the process for reaching out to you and and uh, tell us a little bit about what you run them through when they come in the door? Mm-hmm. It depends on where they're wanting to start, mm-hmm. right? So obviously we've got a ton of free gifts. We've got you know people will come to me and like I just need some help on filling my room. 
great. Here's, you know, on my website, you can go ahead and take that program and it's already all done and dialed. You just go in whenever you want to. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting us to take a look at really what is going on with your business, then that becomes a little bit more consulting. Mm -hmm. And we're taking a look at your profit plan. We're taking a look at the client and customer journey. We're looking at your offers. We're looking at, you know, what event you're thinking of. And then I'm going to tell you which event you really should be doing if it is not in alignment, right? <laughs> yep. um, and, you know, mapping out how that needs to be. How do you fill the room? Are you using ads? Are you using joint venture partners? Are you doing speaking gigs? Like all the ways that you plan on filling the room, mapping out how many tickets are coming from each of those in order to hit your end goal. Mm -hmm. So we do all of these things in the prep phase mm -hmm. with the end goal in mind. Yep. So back to the example of my client, you know, what is the end result? What are we trying to do? Are we trying to gain leads? Are we trying to fill our program? Are we, what are we trying to do? What does that look like income wise, number of people in the program, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we backtrack everything to go, okay, that's what this now means. If you want 50 people, 20 people into your program, that means you have, you know, your conversion rate. That means this many people have to be in the room at the time of the offer. That means this many people have to show up because mm -hmm. that's a whole nother thing. This right. is how many people have to register. And mm -hmm. this is how many people you're going to have to talk to in order to hit all of those milestones. Right. That's right. one of the biggest pieces I do a lot of consulting on is yeah. filling the room because it's, yeah, it's and, labor intensive. And, and as far as the labor goes, the sending of the emails, the follow-up messages, the reminders, the so forth. Super important. Yeah. And is that something that your team executes on behalf of the event, uh, the event host, or are they sort of on their own to use whatever system they have? Uh, so everything is stays within their own CRM system, right? We don't yep. control any of their leads. We're right. going to look at it and go, this is what deserves and needs to happen. Now, if right. you want an example of a system that we use of like, okay, once they register, then we need to send them this and this and this, and this is the information, this is kind of what the emails look like. But from our perspective, it's a little bit more bullet point. Mm -hmm. That's where you have to come in and make it more engaging your language, your mm -hmm. story around it mm -hmm. so that it actually fits as a part of the communication factor of them getting to know, like, and trust you, right? right? So that's where I see like your organization coming in and going, okay, but this is how we put the flare on it. This is mm -hmm. how we really get them to open it. My side is going to be a little bit more like, you need to know the hotel link in order to book your room. You mm -hmm. need the Zoom link in order to come onto the virtual. You need the dashboard. You need like all the needs. Mm -hmm. That's what my team is going to be like. Here's the information. Right. But the client and the client's team deserve to really make it fun, engaging, and in their voice, mm -hmm. I think is the most important. And in, in, in general, when you help a client organize an event and I know there are all these different kinds of events that we're talking about should a business person expect events to be cost centers sort of uh, lost lead should they break even should they be profit centers what's the typical if they're coming to you to do some sort of big event 
with let let's get some people in the funnel and generate some leads is the event itself going to pay pay for itself in in most cases yeah we definitely take a look at the budget so if you're doing a three-day sales and enrollment event a conversion type of event where the objective is you're going to sell your high ticket mastermind at the end of three days and walk away with new clients a lot of people will do loss leader on the ticket sales Mm -hmm. to make it so people will show up then we spend three days with them and give them so much value and give them the things that they need and start looking at the gap of where they are to where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, our offer fills that gap, right? Right. So that's what we'll tend to look at in those instances for a summit. um, One with my client, we actually made money. um, Mm -hmm. So they only spent 3000 on ads Obviously, they spent money with me to be like their speaker sponsor concierge and wrangle all 15 speakers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is never quite fun for event hosts in summit Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But they still made money because they sold a VIP offer. Right. And enough people bought that and they bought the um, boot camp that they made money on the front end. But that wasn't the initial goal. Right. Mm -hmm. They knew that they were going to then have them go to the boot camp get them on strategy calls and make it on the back end. Mm -hmm. So that was a nice, huge win for them. Um, If you're going to be doing like a fulfillment event, meaning they're already a part of your year long coaching program in that program, there are two retreats that Mm -hmm. one's in person and one's virtual. We will take a look at actually how do we monetize those events? Those Mm -hmm. events tend to be more cost centers Mm -hmm. than they are profit centers. And so we're going to take a look at how do we actually monetize it so it becomes a profit center for you so that you are making money there as well. So my goal is make you money, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, of course. And uh, But I think it's important to understand that depending on the kind of event and depending on the goals, there's more upfront investment in some cases, there's more uh, you know, back of the room and marketing parlance in, in others. And it's going to vary And that also is what you're helping your clients figure out and, and navigate. So how do people find you and get in touch with you if uh, they want to learn more and they want to continue this journey? Yeah, absolutely. So we are on all the social medias, either under Shea Wheat or Grace and Ease Productions. Same thing for the website, both Shea Wheat and Grace and Ease Productions. And then I actually have a gift for your audience, if Woo-hoo! that would be okay, right? Who doesn't love that gifts? That would be okay. <laughs> so um, I've been looking at events for nearly 10 years now and seeing how people are utilizing events. And with the 17 different types of events you can be using, I was noticing that people were doing them at different times when really they should not have been. Mm-hmm. And so what I've done is I've created the five phases of event leverage. So based on where you're at in your business, you should be doing certain types of events. So what I've done is I've mapped it out. I've created a flow chart, you know, a whole thing where you can go, okay, if I'm here, I'm making this much money. I'm doing this, so on and so forth. I'm in phase three. I'm in the grow phase. Um, I need to start increasing my visibility and, you know, making my own stages, hosting my own masterclasses, webinars, or summits, get speaker sponsorships in order for me to move to phase four, Mm -hmm. in order to make this much money, so on and so forth. So the way that they do that is simply go to 
phases.info forward slash story. And that's yep. spelling out the word five, five phases with an S.info forward slash story. And you can go ahead and download it, see where you're at in the five phases, and then how to move through the phases quickly so that you are not losing your shirt on an event that you should not be doing because it's in the wrong phase for you. Outstanding. Five phases. F I V E phases dot info slash story and uh, all the socials, all of that will be in the show notes. Shay Wheat, any parting thoughts? I really feel that your audience is out there and they're mm -hmm. waiting for you to own your own stage, to start utilizing this as a platform, hosting your own events because they need you. And that mm -hmm. is one of the best ways for you to be visible. So it's time to say yes, start hosting your own events. So that way you can support them in moving them out of the pain that they're in, that frankly, only you can support them with because of you and your character and your personality is resonating with them. Beautiful, beautiful. Shay Wheat, thank you so much. And thank all of you who have listened or watched to the end of this episode. If you liked what you heard, if you liked what you saw, go to wherever it is that you're listening or watching and give us a five-star review so you can share the gift with others and they can find this great content that we just shared with you. Apple, Spotify, Google, give us a little five-star review and spread the love. You also can go to storypowermarketing.com, free resources, sign up for the email list to discover how to transform your content from client repelling, excuse me, from prospect repelling to client attracting, and also how to turn the process of creating content from frustrating to fun. Shay, we thank you again so much. Greatly appreciate you and all you do. And please go check out Shay Wheat's stuff on her website, on social, or at fivephases.info slash story. Thanks again, Shay. We'll see everybody down the road. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs>